Bible at the beach today. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 1, uh, verses 22 through 30. Paul says, So here's my dilemma. Each day I live means bearing more fruit in my ministry, yet I fervently long to be liberated from this body and joined fully to Christ. That would suit me fine, but the greatest advantage to you would be that I remain alive so you can see why I'm torn between the two. I don't know which I prefer. So Paul feels this tension, which is the tension that we feel in our life, the tension between being in heaven with the Lord. Think about it. No more tears, no more worries, no more stress, no more self-management. You're just in heaven. Uh, all Every tear has been wiped away. You're, you're rewarded for your faithfulness to Jesus, uh, and you get to just worship and enjoy whatever it is that heaven's going to be. I don't even have a full grasp of it, and I've read and taught the Bible for a very long time. Versus the here and now, right? The When we're present and we have will, wisdom and we have experience and we have results, there's, there's a heart of unselfishness that wants to pass that along uh, to others. And so Paul feels this sort of holy dilemma where you feel torn between two worlds. That's what he's expressing so eloquently here. And he says in verse 25, yet deep in my heart, I'm confident that I will be spared so I can add to your joy and further strengthen and mature your faith. So Paul saw his greatest contribution as being one of encouragement and blessing uh, to others. And that's the, the way that he operated, the way that he lived in his ministry. He says, when I'm freed to come to you, my deliverance will give you a reason to boast even more in Jesus Christ. So here's Paul serving a, a prison sentence in Philippi for his faith, his profession of faith in Jesus. And yet Paul also knew God had given him a promise that he was going to be released out of those circumstances that he was currently in. And that at a later date in life, he would go and make and visit these people that he held near and dear uh, to his heart. Make note, every season that you're in has an ending. And the wise believer always understands the season and, their, and the chapter that they're in and they live accordingly. Um, I remember prior to doing Ocean Water, I worked at uh, Saddleback Church for three and a half years. I had the best time. I just got off the phone with my friend Dustin telling him how that season there of just learning completely prepared me in so many ways for what I'm doing now, what God has me doing now at Ocean Water. So it was very clear to me when I was there, I was there to learn and, and to take notes and, and to have it be a time in my life where I just did a lot of studying, a lot of watching, a lot of learning, a lot of growing. Uh, and it really prepared me. You know, the season and the chapter that you're in, it's always preparation for the next one. What we tend to do, we want to avoid the season and the chapter that we're in. We want to get to the next chapter because we're in a hurry to do everything because we've got to grind, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Look, if you don't learn to be happy and peaceful and thankful in the chapter that you're in in life, you'll never learn to be happy and peaceful and thankful with a heart full of gratitude. The devil's biggest lie to you is this. You'll be happy someday. No. The gospel is be happy today. Be thankful for what you're going through today. Be grateful for what you have today. Jesus teaches us to want what we have, 
not to lust for what we don't have. And so there's a contentment, there's a peace, there's a perspective that comes from really surrendering our life and circumstances to Jesus. And the gift of doing that is contentment in today and contentment in the moment and season and chapter that we are in. And so he says, um, whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ. Paul wrote, whatever we do, whether in word or in deed, let us do it unto the Lord. God will bless us for that. He says, then when I come to see you or hear good reports of you, I'll know that you stand united in one spirit and one passion, celebrating together as conquerors in the faith of the gospel. I hear so many great stories all the time. I'm blessed. I got a lot of wonderful people in my life. I get to hear from Adam Watts every week how God's making new disciples and a new church in a jiu-jitsu studio full of law enforcement and military personnel. Amazing. I get to hear from Steve Martinez all the incredible things that God's doing as he equips people to do outreach and share the gospel out in the streets through song and prayer and music. Incredible. I get to hear from Dustin Nelson the amazing things that God's doing through Jesus Party in Oceanside, Catalina Island, San Clemente. It's incredible. I get to hear from Mitch, all the amazing things they're doing to impact uh, Mendoza, Argentina through Chacoteros de Cristo and the two little churches they've started there. They're giving haircuts to the homeless. They're feeding people in the bus terminal. They're staying up till two o'clock worshiping and praying on Thursday nights at his house. Incredible totally incredible. He's got people coming to a Saturday morning church at a restaurant, uh, professional basketball players that don't even know the Lord, but they love Mitch. Amazing things. Great reports from great people in your life will always be encouraging to you. God sometimes uses the great things that are happening in someone else's life to encourage you in your life. And so we have to accept that God is doing beautiful things all over the place and that we get to be a part of it. Very exciting. He says, and then you'll never be shaken or intimidated by the opposition that rises against you. You see, when you're encouraged, you have courage. When you're encouraged, you have courage. He says, your courage will prove to be a sure sign from God at their coming destruction. <laughs> kind of heavy. <laughs> if you follow the Lord, he'll have your back. And then there's going to come a day the Lord's going to wipe out all of his enemies. Well, who are the enemies of God? You don't know that. I don't know that. But God sure knows who his enemies are. That's why the Bible says there's only one judge in the universe. It's Jesus. It's not you and I. It's Jesus. It's not us. It's not U.S. It's J-E-S-U-S as far as who judges everybody in the world. So that's why God says, do not judge lest you be judged for the measure that you measure it be measured back to you. So every time you're judging someone, God's heaping it twice in your direction. You sure you want to do that? Not very smart. That's not a very intelligent decision. You're literally making your own life more difficult. So don't judge people. Do it for them. More importantly, do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. He says, for God has graciously given you the privilege not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him. So again, we have successes and we have sufferings. This is promised in scripture. And then he says, for you've been called by him to endure the conflict in the same way that I have endured it. For you know I'm not giving up. I ride bicycles. 
Uh, in 2010, I rode my bicycle 10,000 miles through 10 countries from Canada to Colombia. I love bicycles. We have six bicycles in our garage. I hope we have six more. I absolutely am fascinated with two-wheeled, human-powered transportation. It's my jam. I love it. It's also an incredible metaphor for the spiritual life. And the metaphor is this. You just keep on pedaling and you never quit. And so much of success in your spiritual life is simply revolves around not quitting. I've said this a bunch of times. Uh, there have been people that have been way more gifted at serving God, way more talented, certainly way smarter, but they gave up, but they're not around anymore. So you could be the smartest guy, the most gifted guy, the most eloquent guy, the most passionate guy, but if you quit, poof, see ya. The devil got you. The single greatest spiritual characteristics is endurance. Endurance. That's what the Bible teaches. Endurance, 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 endurance. So with that good word, I'm glad you tuned in today. Um, thank you so much. I hope this encourages you. That's why I do it. Till next time, Bible on the Beach. Have a beautiful day.